How to calm your mind once and for all by Devan Chagarwal In today's world it's of paramount importance to calm your mind in every situation As of now our minds are running in 112 directions at a particular time totally restless and full of ripples If you pay attention then you will see that you keep on talking non-stop inside your mind the more you talk the more unpeaceful and restless your mind becomes to minimize this mental chatter is the way to make the mind calm we think that we will feel calm and composed once we get what we are looking for the problem with it is that even after getting what we want the feeling of it doesn't last very long the solution to one thing is merely the base for the problem or the next desire fulfilling a small desire makes a mind calm for a shorter period of time while fulfilling a big desire consequently makes a mind calm for a longer period of time the real deal is to know and find out whether there is a way following which our minds can remain peaceful irrespective of whether we succeed or fail or things go according to us or not not doing anything is the solution now before you go and leave everything and just sit at the corner waiting for a miracle to happen sorry to break it to you that's not how this works if you want to be successful in the outside world you have to bust your ass to make a difference but when it comes to the inner world sometimes not doing anything is the answer by not doing anything i mean being in a state where you are just there you're not thinking you're not speaking you're not moving just peacefully observing the present moment now how can we achieve this state one way which we mostly do is postponing things playing the i will be happy when xyz things happen which is a sheer waste of time the other way is to go and see for yourself that what it is that's making your mind restless at this particular moment don't pawn it off to someone else only you can check based on your experiences that what's actually happening to you making your mind calm is a lot like trying to sleep the more you try to sleep the farther away you get from actually sleeping but the minute you surrender yourself that's when you actually fall asleep that's the case with our pretty little minds the more we try and do things to make the mind calm the more ripples we generate and the more chaotic our mind becomes you just have to let go surrender to calm the storm in you the question probably the single most important question that you should ask which most of us ask indirectly is what particular action should you take in the distinct situations of life to ensure that our minds are calm people say you got to be peaceful from the inside so now if someone comes and starts attacking you or your family physically then will you just let him do that since you're an ardent believer of peace well no right you have to fight in that particular situation this is what we're going to find out in this article to figure out how to tackle a given situation to the best of our abilities 
in order to keep our minds completely calm and composed. Dilemma and Doubt We face a dilemma only when there is a doubt about what to do and what not to do. Does a cat have any doubt before eating a mouse? Will she ever have a conflict of whether to eat the mouse or not? Nope, she isn't going to think twice before doing that. Similarly, the mouse won't have any conflicts. If a cat is coming for him, then he gotta run like anything. If he starts thinking about it, whether he should run or not, then by, the, by that time we know what's gonna happen to him. Once we think about it, these animals don't really have a shred of doubt about the actions they take. Now let me ask you guys a question. All the problems you have in your life, what is that one thing that leads to the inception of the problem? Well, you yourself. I mean, seriously, think. If you only are not there, then, where are no, then there are no problems left, right? So we are the root cause of the problems. I know, sounds super weird and jumbled, but makes total sense. So now the obvious question comes is, who are we? Soul, body, thoughts, feelings and emotions. A combination of them? Who the hell are we? Are we what our parents, families, friends think about us? Are we what we think about ourselves all day? Now I know what your answer is going to be. The latter, right? But how can we be what we think about ourselves? Our thinking keeps on changing with time, with new information. We all had different dreams as kids. As kids. And it's constantly changing as we are growing up. Are we what we think we are? Or, or, or are we what we actually do all day? We think a lot about all the activities we want to do. But how often do we succeed in them? Isn't there a huge gap between what we think we can do and what we are actually able to do at the end of the day? You think you will not get angry again, but you do. You think you will not talk to your ex again, but you do. We all make huge plans, but rarely do we accomplish them. We all think it won't happen the next time, but it does happen again and again and again. There is literally a world of a difference between the two. So everything that changes, your thoughts, your actions, your body, your memories, your feelings, your emotions, you have to ask yourself, whether you are something that keeps on changing or are you something that never changes? Think patiently because it is questions like these that can calm your mind once and for all. Analogies will make things simpler. Are you the clouds that keep on coming and going or are you the sky that remains as it is? Are you the railway, are you the railway platform that stays at its place? Or are you the trains that come and go? If you're the train, then who would watch the numerous trains that come and go all day long in your life? So in order to observe the change, there needs to be someone or something that doesn't change, savvy? Take a TV for example. When you're watching television, then millions of pixels come and go to showcase your favorite program. Now the pixels that are constantly changing need a fixed background on which they can project themselves. That's why the screen remains fixed. If there is no screen, 
then nothing will remain. If the screen also keeps on changing, then how would we observe the actual change? Likewise, whatever you experience all day long at the level of your body, mind, heart and spirit, there has to be something that doesn't change one bit. All you gotta do is ask yourself, are you the perpetually altering flux? Or are you the one that's witnessing all the change? If one can actually understand that we are the constant thing, the one thing that doesn't change and be able to live like this, then there will be nothing left for you to do. Your mind will be absolutely calm and composed. You are the consciousness that is observing everything and this consciousness doesn't change. It was same when you were a kid and it is the same now too. Once you accept this as a fact, not just as a theory, but actually feel it practically, then everything becomes a gain for you. Whatever is coming and going in and through your th the consciousness, your thoughts, feelings, actions, emotions, everything, they won't be able to overpower the calm of your mind. Are we in control? Some of you may inquire that if we are the constant, then whatever changes are happening in our lives at any level is ultimately caused by us only, right? See, the thing is, at the level of the body, 99.9% .9 of actions that are required to keep it running are out of your control. Your thoughts won't be able to control a thing. You can't go and start to think of a better digestive mechanism. These actions are involuntary. Your breathing requires no thoughts. But we can bring them in and disturb the natural way of breathing, which is why it is far better to keep your thoughts out of such departments. When under stress, anxiety or excitement, our breathing pattern changes because our thoughts intervene with the system. Notice this the next time. Thoughts can interfere with the digestion process as well. Once we panic or stress about something, our stomach starts acting weird which makes us uneasy. Therefore, it is imperative we keep our thoughts from mingling with the way our body works. Our body is self-sufficient. Animals have pretty efficient inner body mechanisms because they are pretty clear with what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat and moreover, they don't have, they have a pretty rudimentary language because of which their thoughts don't interfere with their bodily functions. We do what we shouldn't do and we don't do what we should do because the thoughts interfere in between. We stop eating when depressed and double down when excited, not giving a rat's ass to the digestion process. Thoughts and Intelligence On one side is nature's supreme intelligence where everything is absolutely perfect and requires no meddling of any kind whatsoever. Right from the ants to the whales to humans, everything is perfect and is acting according to its nature. Our lives start with perfection. A newborn already knows that he needs to cry the minute he pops out. So what actually disrupts this perfection when you grow up? That's right, thoughts. Now what are thoughts? How do they come into existence? Do you think a newborn thinks about anything when he sees your beautiful face. He sees, but he doesn't know who is seeing. He hears, but he's not aware of the hero. The baby doesn't yet 
have an identity of his own. There is no I, me and myself for the baby. A baby has the purest consciousness. Then fast forward to when he starts speaking, language comes into the picture. Thoughts can't exist without language. That perfect child is then fed with the bullshit that he is the body he resides in. He has been implanted with the imperfection that he is his name, job, money, thoughts and what not as he grows up. All our lives we go like, I'm correct, I did this, I'm right, you are wrong, you screwed up, you betrayed me, etc. and etc. What are these I and you? Well, these are nothing but thoughts. The fewer thoughts interfere with the intelligence of nature, the better off you will be in the long run. Right now, the thoughts are controlling us and making us do things. It actually needs to be the other way around as it was meant to be if you want to calm your mind. This is only possible when you yourself are not a thought. But as of now, we are identified with our thoughts only, which is the crux of all the issues. Improve the inflow of information. Now the question arises, all this information that you have, is this fed by you or someone else? Well, there are many layers to this answer. One layer of information has been installed into your system by someone else. That type of information circulated in your friends and families automatically gets embedded in your brain choicelessly. More than 90% of the information we have comes to us without our choice simply because of the people we are surrounded with. Furthermore, it's not even up to you to decide the people you want to be with. You don't get to choose your family. You become friends naturally. So ultimately, only 10% of the information you choose yourself through different mediums like books, internet, blogs, blogs, etc. And this 10% makes all the difference. You see, information is information. There can't be any thoughts without information. There won't be any actions without thoughts. And without action, well, we can't do anything in the materialistic world. As you can see, it will be technically incorrect to say that you did this right or wrong. You actually didn't do anything. It is the information out of which a thought is born that is making us do everything. Information acts upon information, not you. One can't possibly think outside the set of information he has. To understand all this, you need an absolutely peaceful and calm mind. Otherwise, all this will seem like a theory to you. The best way to have a calm mind is to live a life that is free from this information. It doesn't mean you have to abandon it. The actual meaning of the above statement is that you can use the information as and when required, but the information shouldn't use you. As of now, more than 99.99% of the population's lives are driven by information. You can call it mind, thoughts or memories. They all are the same. You beat yourself up trying to figure out why do I think so negatively. But the thing is, you are not actually thinking. These thoughts come up on their own based upon the information stored inside you. To sum up, I would say to make your life better, simply improve the information you intake. Is information the answer? Can information solve everything in your life? Not quite. 
because information is a real problem. Can you say this truth? Nature's intelligence is not the problem. The wrong information about nature is the problem. Now the question is, what kind of information does one need to be satisfied with his life? Actually, the better question is, if one need, what is what does one need? Or what kind of information or thoughts one need to live a happy life? Surely you need the information to, do, to be successful in the outside world, but it isn't gonna guarantee that it will make your mind calm. So I will ask you again, do you really need any kind of information whatsoever to be happy from the inside? Can one actually be satisfied by thinking that is based upon information? Take it another way. If you want to sleep comfortably, so what kind of information will be helpful there? What will you actually think about that makes you sleep? Oh, wait a minute. Do you need to think to sleep? Or does sleep comes the moment you stop thinking? Think about it. That's real happiness, real satisfaction. When there are no thoughts left in us, the mind already becomes calm. That is precisely the reason we all love our sleep so much. Thoughts become useless as far as happiness, love, satisfaction and peace are concerned. You can't forcibly make your mind peaceful. The more you try to make it calm, the more ripples it will generate. To put it simply, thoughts are necessary for materialistic success. Without thoughts, you can't do anything outside. But for the inner world, thoughts are absolutely useless. Ultimately, this itself is a thought only. So this information basically says that information is useless to calm our minds. We are using thoughts to help us realize that thoughts are useless. Ironical, right? Once you see this thought, that thoughts are useless, then you don't need this thought itself. Just like when you're thirsty, then you have the thought of drinking water. So does that thought remain once you quench your thirst? No, right? Well, that's exactly my point. Similarly, once you understand this thought, that thoughts are not required to be peaceful from within, then even this particular thought will go away. Once you get rid of all nonsensical thoughts, then even though... You will see things, but you won't think. You will hear sounds, but won't imagine. You will feel objects without envisioning. You will just be. No judgments, no thinking, just pure love. If you just practice for as long as 5 minutes a day being in this state, then this itself is a superb start. And the best part is that you don't actually need to go anywhere or do anything. You just simply have to observe what's happening in the present moment. Ultimately, this will empower you to see the planet in a completely different light. And that will be totally different from how everyone sees the world right now. Then you will actually experience the real happiness. That will actually make your mind calm forever. Thank you very much.